The Luck Stops here, NFC West Preview Edition with Ryan McKee is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. That's right, MyBookie.ag. Use promo code LSH for a 50% deposit bonus on your deposit up to $1,000. And with all these picks we're giving out this month on the preview month of the Luck Stops here, you can't not take advantage of the free money because even if I cost you with my dumb ideas, you will still come out ahead. But everybody go over there and they even take cryptocurrency bitcoin's doing well right now i just got back from the golf course where i was checking my crypto felt like a real grade a tool but that's the world we live in speaking of the world we live in we got one of my best friends one of my favorite guys on the planet everybody ryan mckee ryan how you doing i, I forgot to mention so two-time good. emmy award winner i should have said i i really should have dropped oh, that yeah. at the top uh, you know no uh but I actually I use the credit of being your friend above being uh, an Emmy winner, so yeah. that actually works out perfectly. Yeah, no, you you see me fucking at my sloppiest drunkest, dude. It's it's good times. Dude. Oh, as as have <laughs> you with me, so no worries. That's why we're friends because we're uh, degenerate alcoholics as well, and we like to gamble. And speaking of, there's some great gambling here in the NFC West this year. I'm looking at the odds. I really like what I see. Um, you're from Arizona. You're a big Cardinals fan, and I got—I got to say, dude, what, what? I, I think there's some big things in store for them this season. Yeah, you know what? That was going to be my hot take coming on here, and I don't mean to sound like a homer, even though I always do preseason. <laughs> However, I got to say, I'm very surprised that I'm seeing most of the odds for them to win the West at six to one, whereas everyone else is like you know, uh, around under like plus 200, right? Yeah. I it's said, like a coin flip. I think they're as talented as the rest of those teams. I get why I get, you know, that they really fell off at the second half of the season when Kyler got banged up, but I think they've got a lot of things going in their favor. Uh, tell me why I'm wrong here. I know. I agree with you. I was looking at it right now. Yeah. They're at plus 600. Uh, the Seahawks are at plus 280. And then the red, the 49ers and Rams were at plus 180 each. I got to say, yeah. I kind of like 49ers to finish fourth, the Rams to finish third. And that's and then I think I, I think the Seahawks, I think the probably take the division and the Cardinals look like a strong second place team in there to me. Am I, what yeah, what I am mean, I missing, I think, dude? <laughs> I don't know either. We got JJ White Watt on the team now. They um, you know, they got him and Chandler Jones rushing the quarterback, that's got to be scary. Adding a veteran receiver like A.J. Green like helps pick up for that veteran presence that lost with the, uh, Larry Fitzgerald. And I don't know, with him? Sure. I mean, and he didn't have a great season for the last couple of seasons, but he was pretty unhappy in Cincinnati for whatever reason. Maybe he does something, but they're not really counting on him yeah, he just needs to, to be do a third that or much. Guy, a third or fourth receiver. Rondo Moore looks great for a rookie. Um, well, yeah, and Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk, Christian Kirk has a great relationship with Kyler as well. Yeah, going and, back to college uh, at between, Yeah. Yeah, and between Chase uh, Edmonds and uh, James Conner in the backfield, I don't know what I'm missing. I, for whatever reason, people are just – I think that this just happens with certain teams, especially in a division where there's kind of like more exciting movement and more people are talking about it. I don't know why – the L.A. Rams are so high on Matthew Stafford. Has anybody been watching Matthew Stafford yeah, for no. his entire career? I mean, I get that, yes, he was in Detroit, and that was a bummer for him, but I don't know what they're expecting him to – yeah, he better than Jared Goff, but is he well, that much better? Especially with Cam Akers going out already, you know, for them. Like, where yeah. they're already banged up, go, go on, not fully loaded on offense, and 
I get it that you know this Rams team is better than what uh, Stafford's ever had in his career, but the way the odds shifted for this for him, like it's it's like Tom Brady went there. You know, that's like I know that's what that's totally what doesn't he's never really been a winning football player. I mean, he's got good numbers. He's put up a lot of good numbers, but, you know, he's mostly forgettable most seasons. I think the coolest thing I I think he'll be I think he will be better in this system. But still, like, I don't think that they're by and like far away the favorites like people are acting like I could see. Both the 49ers and the Rams seasons going sideways real quickly. So can I. And the 49ers, that, dude, the, the division has to play a matchup against the NFC, AFC North this year. Which There's going to be some tough road games in there and like to like Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore for all these teams. But I think San Francisco is the least equipped to deal with it, really. Like when you look at like they have the weakest quarterback play. Uh, I mean, Trey Lance could end up being the real deal if he comes in, but dude, I'm not sold on Jimmy G. But he's still a rookie. He's still you know a rookie. I mean? He's yeah, still a rookie yeah. that's going to be taking over Whereas, for with Garoppolo. Your like, and that's always a weird transition for teams at first. You know, they'll drop a couple of games just because it's such a different style. Trey Lance is going to be diff- such a different style of play from Garoppolo well, as well. With your Cardinals, too, it's like okay, Kyler Murray's coming into that year like Lamar Jackson did, where it's like I think like year three or whatever. Where this is where like yeah. transcendent type athletes like he is take that crazy forward leap, like this absolutely. Is- and he do- he took a crazy leap at the beginning of last season. He looked so good. He got banged up, and he didn't look as good in the second half. And I get that that's a big worry with him. He is not a big guy. No. He runs a lot, but he's so shifty. He's so talented when he's on. If he stays healthy, which is a big if for all football players, he has the potential to be he was having an mvp caliber season in the first half of last year people were actually talking about him his odds really uh he was up there with the favorites in the top three or four and uh at at mid-season and he's coming into this season 20 to 1 to be the mvp i like the that's great why not sprinkle a little bit on him right what, what do you have 26 touchdowns last year i could easily see him clearing 40 in a fully healthy year yeah Easily yeah. in this offense, and 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 leading all quarterbacks in rushing yards and yep. rushing attempts, and and you, um, and you I and don't know. You mentioned James Conner. I think that's a really nice little uh, addition there because on like second and short, third and short, his ability to pound it between the tackles makes Murray so dangerous on the read option. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's good. That's I, absolutely. I think he compliments uh, Edmonds really well because Edmonds yeah. is not as much of a pounder. I think that that's a great duo. As well, a, you could that, also I feel too, like, that's like a, a overlooked RB duo. And I mean, they could even line up with the two of them split in the shotgun be, with Murray in backfield and three receivers, and then like flex Edmonds out to a slot receiver, and really yeah. create some matchup problems. Like there's a there's a lot they can do with this offense. I think. Uh, I mean Kingsbury, you know, there's a lot. It's kind of funny to joke about him, but I think this offense can work at the NFL level, and I think we've already. I mean, we I think we've seen it work at the NFL level. We're seeing it work all like every team is using a version, some sort of version of the air raid, and and a lot of their concepts and formations. Yeah, and I get it. Cliff Kingsbury has made a lot of dumb in-game decisions, and he might be a big mark against this team. Or we have seen younger coaches come in and take a couple years to develop and then turn into some of the winningest coaches, you know, like Dude, Bill Belichick. Yeah. I'm not saying that Kingsbury is Belichick. I'm just 
saying the greatest coach of all time wasn't didn't come in and be the immediate or, best coach. He got fired from his first job. So I think that Kingsbury could turn things around. He might suck this year again. I'm not saying he will, but I'm saying like at six to one odds for them to win the West and 20 to one for Kyler to win MVP. I, I think that we have, you're right. We have seen this system work. He might take a step. And if he doesn't take a step, I think he loses his job after this season. So he's got to be fully yeah. motivated. You know? And I mean, yeah. And picking up JJ Watt, let's not underestimate picking up a fucking multi-time defensive player of the year. Like he's, he, yeah, he, and, he might and, not be at his like most like dominating peak, but he's still a very, very good player. Like if this is, we're talking mad in terms, he might no longer be a 99. He's still a 94. <laughs> absolutely absolutely and i think that with him and uh chandler jones and then marcus golden taking a step last year too like i'd be scared to be a quarterback in this division like oh my gosh those three guys and then you have rushing like, you and i the san francisco defensive line the rams defensive line i mean this is a scary yeah. division to play in for to go up against pass rushers. And, it really is. And I get that we lost we lost uh the Cardinals lost Patrick Peterson and but you know he was a step slower. He wasn't the Patrick Peterson. Exactly. I think sometimes uh, people get caught up too much on the name and not the actual on field production, what's going right. on. You see this a lot in the NBA. Like, right, because like Buda Baker, Buda Baker made a huge step last year. I think he yeah, is he's a stud. so good. And you know, Malcolm Butler, we'll see how he does. Uh, but you know, they, that's essentially, they replaced Patrick Peterson with Malcolm Butler. And I don't know if it's that much like with some of, these, of a step down with some of these guys in the NFL, like it's like the NBA where like, uh, which Ryan also hosts the NBA gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network. Uh, but like how like Carmelo Anthony going to the Lakers, I have some coworkers that really feel like it's like 2008 Carmelo going there. And it's like, Hey, like he'll be a, he could be a solid yeah. role player, but it's like, this is not like an end all be like, yeah. If this team was together in 2008 to 13 or whatever with that talent. Oh my God. Like, with, right. But like, this is 2021 we're talking about. <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. And so and people forget that, but, um, hey, but that's better for guys like us who yeah, actually we're follow looking, this we're, shit for betting. You know, uh, the, the the books are counting on people getting more excited about these names like yeah. a staff or going to the Rams. Or and, just like than, a brand like actually the 49ers. Doing the research, you know? Yeah, just like right. or a brand like a 49ers where uh, historic – I mean, and I do usually like growing up, the 49ers were always dominant. And I think it's more fun when they're good. Like that 15, 20 years of irrelevancy they had kind of there. Uh, you know, it, it, but they it, went to the one Super Bowl. They did go to the with, one Super Bowl with Harbaugh. But against yeah. the Ravens, but yeah. Uh, like yeah, it, no, I think the league's a little better with them. But look at it, dude. Okay, what do you think about that turf there? Because there's clearly something wrong with that field, where their guys are just going down. I mean, and every we know every team, like you said, injuries could happen to every team. We this is a, a thing that's not unique to one team, but they have a freakishly num- high number of non-contact injuries on that turf. Yeah, it felt like that's why I said, like, it feels like their season can go sideways real quick. Like last season, they quickly became irrelevant when they were coming in as one of people were talking them up just as much as they were any other team in the West. And it just took a few injuries and then they were it was, you know, it was like a free win there. And, you know, they really took a step forward with Robert Sala as the defensive coordinator two years ago. He came in, helped him go on that super run of the Super Bowl. But he's now the head coach of the Jets. I don't know. I, Shanahan's a good offensive coach, but 
and I don't know who's taking Salo's spot as the defensive coordinator there. I'm not going to pretend I'm such an expert on every defensive coordinator and coach, but I really th- felt like he was one of the more innovative defensive minds in the league. And to lose someone like that, it's and also the way he swallowed his pride a couple years ago, where he came up as a defensive line coach, became the coordinator there. And then they brought in a new defensive line coach to implement a new scheme on the defensive line different from what he already ran. And he was able to make it work and and win a conference championship. And so I really think there's something to be said about his ability to adjust, his ability to get the most out of that defense last year when they had all those injuries. Uh, I I don't know. It's just hard for me to not see a regression. It's hard to like because they were bad last year with all those injuries. But I see a regression schematically coming for them on defense, if that makes any sense at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I follow you 100 percent. Like, I, I uh, so how, how are we going to how are we going to break out? How are we breaking up these uh, these teams? How, okay, how well, are we going to discuss? We'll start in the order of how they have the odds for each team. So the Cardinals okay. are listed as the underdog. Uh, their win totals at eight and a half, dude. So, um, yeah, I was just looking at that right now. I'm, I'm seeing on my book, at least uh, eight and a half at even money, which is I feel like that's pretty nice. And they're the lowest. I mean. By a game and a half, as far as win totals, I'm seeing. I'm seeing the next one is uh, the the Seahawks at ten, uh, the next one up. So, I, I, even money, why not take that and just assume that they might? Uh, they, I, well, I just feel like they're going to be better than people are expecting. Yeah, and with the extra game and the 17 game schedule, dude, like a nine and eight season isn't that good. And they were they were <laughs> an eight and eight. They were an eight and eight team last year, and multiple things went wrong with Kyler Murray getting banged up and stuff like that. So, and they, and they, an and they add one of the most dominant defensive players of the last 30 years. Right. Right. So, another year in Kingsbury system, another year in Vance Joseph system. The the defense last year really took a step from his first year to his second year. I could see them taking another step. We know he's a good defensive coordinator and you get a leader like JJ Watt in there. I think Isaiah uh, Simmons takes another step forward too. Dude, yeah, he's a stud, uh, man. That, that was a very good draft yeah. pick for them. Uh the no. the um the 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 Cardinals beat reporters have really been talking him up in uh, camp. Okay, now how many wins do you think they need to hit for Cliff Kingsbury to win Coach of the Year? Because I've been kind of handicapping the Coach of the Year race in these. Because I, I really liked Mike Zimmer because I think the Vikings could take a step forward. He's at twenty-five to one right now, and they're one of those teams where the mm-hmm. defense was so bad last year. Their offense is good enough where they could they could go eleven and six real quick, and that kind of turnaround is like yeah. What do you think? Eleven and six for Arizona? Do you think Kingsbury, or do you think he needs to win twelve games? To, no, to really I think if eleven and eleven and six, and if they win the West, it's such a competitive division with some yeah. of the biggest names. I think eleven and six NFC. wins that division this year. I, I could totally see that. I could see it's a it's a possibility that it could be, a ten and seven team could win that division just because those teams beat up on each yeah. other. And if if the if the Cardinals do well in that division, even if they fuck up a couple of games, I could totally see him. Uh, I, I can totally see that narrative coming around because a lot of people are already counting him out. Yeah, no, yeah, that's the thing. Like, uh, people don't like people just don't like the air raid for some reason, you know. And I, I love the air raid personally. Like, it makes the game exciting, but more importantly, like, especially on like the college football level, or you can win with inferior talent, so to speak. Like, the scheme well, can I win think you. It's what it's that old, it's that archaic thinking, right? Like. Something doesn't work until it 
people don't want to believe that something works until it works. It was like everybody saying that the Golden State Warriors, before they won a championship, couldn't win a championship because they relied so heavily on the three-pointer and the jump shot, you know. Like, or, you know, I uh, didn't just have like, a defensive center, you know, and, and they didn't get it. So until – and then they were saying that, like, a mobile quarterback can't work in the NFL. And we were seeing – that's completely false. Like once you get a good scheme around a mobile, a good mobile quarterback, it can totally work. It can work consistently. The air raid system can work. It just hasn't fully worked yet. Yeah. I mean, uh, what was it? Uh, I was watching Moneyball the other night and it's the same thing. Yeah. People say the Oakland A's style, the Moneyball style can't work. Oh, analytics don't mean anything. Two years later, the Red Sox won the world series with, <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. it, it, it's, it's, it, you have to win the big one. Same thing. Like going back, like I you think back to the old Eric Coriel days with the Dan Fouts and the chargers offense. And mm-hmm. people were saying, well, they, 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 they can't win a championship with that system. Well, what happens? Joe Gibbs gets hired by the Redskins to go coach there, wins three Super Bowls with that system. He just he tweaked it a little, yeah. and he had to tweak it because you have Lawrence Taylor in that division back then. Like you had to do yeah. something different, or you're going to get killed. Like, yeah, I really hope that Cliff Kingsbury doesn't mess up this year, get fired, and then go somewhere else. And at his next stop, he's successful with that air raid system. You know? Yeah, dude. No, like I, I, I really, dude. It's always you never know. It was like uh, Pete Carroll's a good example because remember how like he mm-hmm. took he took over the Patriots in between Parcells and uh, Belichick. People forget that mm-hmm. Parcells takes him to the Super Bowl, right. leaves. Bill Be- Pete per- Carroll comes in there, kind of takes him to the shitter, and then Belichick comes in, and the rest is history. And then Pete yeah. Car- and then Pete Carroll goes to SC, which that can those years are dark dark period in my life uh, as a UCLA fan. <laughs> like really, yeah, I, really I imagine. Really difficult. I don't like talking about it, but uh, all right. So yeah, I'm on the over here with that. I dude, I agree. Uh, okay, we're both on the over. Even money, I feel like that's pretty good. Yeah, like uh, and what I saw a line here on them to just to make the playoffs on William Hill, where they had about plus one seventy five, mm-hmm. dude. I say sprinkle that too for the Cardinals. Sure, absolutely. I think that's a absolutely, nice little yeah. um for all the reasons we said. Like, I, I like dude. When you have these kind of transcendent quarterbacks, this is the year, like, I think what Andrew Luck, his year three, went to the conference championship game. You know, like, like there's a long track record of number one overall quarterbacks blowing up in year three. Like, it's, mm-hmm. uh, okay, so next up is the Seahawks, where, dude, they had them at plus 280 to win the division, which I, I still can't believe they're the third one to win in the division behind the Rams and 49ers in this season. I would... That's the thing. Like, I would put money on both of the Seahawks and the Cardinals, and I wouldn't feel bad about it for a second. No, I, I agree. It's like, dude, put a unit on each, and if the Cardinals, you're really cashing, but you're, you're coming out with the profit uh, no matter what. Either way. Yeah. yeah, either way. Because like, I really don't see the fucking Niners or Rams doing it. Um, I don't know. Maybe the Rams. Okay. Uh, where is the Seahawks win total? Okay. I'm seeing them at 10 at even money for the over and minus 120 for the under. See, I, right now I'm seeing them at uh, 10 with minus 105, minus 115. So there's a variety yeah. there, but it seems it's basically the same shit. Basically the yeah. same thing. Very close, very close. Very, yeah. Um, no, I, I, dude, to me, um, I, I have a ticket on uh, Russ at like 15 to 1 or whatever to win MVP already. Uh, like I, Kramer kind of really sold me on that on a gambling podcast episode recently where he's like MVP awards are all about narrative. 
And the fact that he's always putting that team on his back and carrying them far every year, and he hasn't won an MVP yet, if he starts off the way well, he that did... Was, it was the same thing. It was the same discussion last year with the whole let Russ cook, and then he cooled yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, brought but in a new offensive bad... co- But they brought in a new offensive coordinator to help tailor the system more to his talents. And yeah. um, also, dude, DK Metcalf's a year older. I like him. as a, like I'm not huge on him fantasy because like, I have this theory in fantasy me and my brother use where it's like, okay, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, their red zone usage last year and their numbers are almost identical. Mm-hmm. But DK Metcalf is going in the second, third round in a lot of drafts, and Tyler Lockett's going in the sixth, seventh round. Just draft Tyler Lockett. You're basically going to get really close production, and you can get another guy who's like the legit number one receiver on his team, and that and with that higher draft pick. I agree with you. I think that the excitement over DK Metcalf is a little much, just because he's such a physical freak. He's a physical specimen. His, yeah, he looks he looks so good ce- coming off the bus, dude. <laughs> but here's the thing: his ceiling is best wide receiver in the league yeah you know like he has that ability it's calvin johnson 2.0 is his is his potential absolutely yeah yeah and so i agree with you that i think that the second round is too high for him i wouldn't take him there i also and i understand your theory with tyler lockett i really like lockett in best ball leagues yeah i just never know when to start lockett he's just one of those players that's so boomer bust whereas Metcalf tends to be especially if you're in a PPR league he does tend to be a little more consistent true no no like I think the floor is a little better with Metcalf each week and yeah but yeah to me it's just the like when you looked at last year's like I was looking at their like I think one had like 14.3 percent of the red zone targets the other one had like 14.6 it was like so close dude where you, and then you looked at like yeah. the catches the touchdowns the yards they weren't that far off but like you said like Metcalf did, like basically spreads it out more game in, game out, and Lockett will just have all of a sudden have that fifteen catch, one hundred and eighty yard game where you're like, "What the Absolutely. fuck?" <laughs> yeah, I've in multiple underdog fantasy basketball uh, drafts, I've taken Lockett. I've got him in. You know, nobody's that excited about him because everybody's talking about Mecca. Yeah, can, he will fall uh, to sixth, seventh round sometimes, that's, and he's totally worth that's it. That's where there I keep seeing him. Yeah. He could win you a couple weeks with that by just having his blow up you know and like man, my, my brother and i always say let's like uh I, I agree with i think the same thing about the browns with beckham and landry where it's like mm-hmm. beckham's going so much higher than landry in these best ball drafts especially where it's like dude the, the the production's really similar if not like a little edge towards landry because he really developed the chemistry with Mayfield down the stretch last year. And you're telling me... And he tends of, to be healthier. He tends to be healthier. Yeah, too. and you're telling me Beckham's a fifth-round pick and Landry's a 12th-round pick? Well, dude, that's a really easy right. call for me. <laughs> like, um, yeah. But no, I, I the thing that scares me about Seattle is the Legion of Boom days are long over, and I, I still think they're kind of coasting on that reputation to a certain degree. Yeah, I don't know much about their defense at all, and I haven't heard much. I don't know. Like, how is – I don't – you probably researched this more than me. Like, how is their defense right now? Like, what is what are they considered? Uh, I, I would say they're probably considered middle of the tier, middle of the pack. But, I mean, that's also like, hey, they got to play two games against Jared Goff last year. They got to play two games yeah. against uh, Jimmy G and the 49ers last year. They got to play against a banged-up Kyler Murray last year. Oh, it was Jimmy G, and then, like, it was and then, his yeah, back, oh, it was backup, yeah. Yeah, fucking Neil Hamburger or whoever they fucking ran out there. <laughs> That's right. Comedian <laughs> yeah, Neil Hamburger. Comedian Neil Hamburger. Take snaps for the... No, no, did they have a dude named Nick Mullins? 
Nick, like Nick yeah, Mullen, like, like, like the guy Nick from Dick, Big Dick Nick. Yeah, the guy from it's the guy from Cumbtown playing for uh, the 49ers. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, dude, like well, <laughs> you're right. I I, I think that um, you're right. They're 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 coasting on that reputation. However, that said, I don't hate the over ten. They won twelve games last year. No, uh, no, that's you add another. You add another game, you're getting better odds on the over. Why not? And this is the same thing we talked about with the – if you sprinkle a little on the Seahawks and the Cardinals to win the division, I like I like those two overs a lot better. I would definitely not take a 49ers or a Rams over. What's the thing that they've never really had? They kind of did with Jimmy Graham there, but they never really had the tight end position locked down. And I think an interesting move they made this offseason was going out and getting Gerald Everett. Because yeah. like, and I, I've 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 kind of snuck him in in some best ball because you can get him pretty late, and after those top tight ends go, you know he's kind of the best of that like third or he's very good for the for the draft position in that like third tier of tight end. Well, yeah, because well, we've seen Russ make a tight end very productive with Will Disley at the beginning of last yeah, year. Yeah, dude. Will Disley is still there, but Gerald. Uh, Gerald Everett is well, so much more athletic. And my than, brother, uh, my Disney. brother, my brother Brett, man, he's great for coming up with stuff like this. But he was like, dude, anytime a team signs a guy as a free agent that was a, on a division rival, especially when it's like a, a defensive coach like Pete Carroll signing an offensive player mm-hmm. from another team in division, that means he saw something big time on tape that they're not using, that they weren't using him for, that he thinks he can get, gain an edge with and get more out of him on. I really like that. Yeah. No, I haven't thought of it that way. That's a really good way to think of it. I'm definitely going to throw him in some more best ball. And I like think about even pick him up at the end of us. You know, if I if I wait on tight end and uh, in my season long leagues and I haven't had my season long drafts yet, but if I'm waiting on tight end, I would totally just pick him at the end of the draft where he's going and and be fine trying him or and, you know, using him as a streamer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I think in best ball, I think there's a lot of value with him there. Um, we, yeah. and, and me, and my brother did a FFPC football guys, uh, the 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 three hundred fifty dollar one together. We mm-hmm. split one, and we took Darren Waller with our first round pick because that's tight end premium where you get one and a half points per PPR on that. Yeah, but then we were we took every, like it was we we were looking pretty. We Kyler Murray's our quarterback on that team, like. We were looking really good on a lot of positions. We actually have quite a few guys from the NFC West on this team. That's kind of why I bring it up. But um, Gerald, before, Everett- okay, before we move off the before we move off the Seahawks, I want to ask you this though, because in my dynasty league, I have uh, Rashad Penny and DJ Dallas. Do are they going to see any playing time this year? Is it still going to be Chris Carson eating? I think up it's all the Chris carries? Carson eat, like. Like unless he gets hurt, obviously. Like, uh, so yeah. The only the only value Rashad Penny really has to me is as a handcuff to Carson. Got it. Like, and I like yeah. Rashad Penny, San Diego State guy, man. I'm always gonna root for San Diego State guys. At, you know, but yeah, I, I, and you know, I don't. I think he can be a decent NFL back. It's just, it's something like I, I. It seems like there's certain teams where like they have a good player, but the coaching staff just doesn't want to seem to use them. They don't, yeah. you know, well, they, it gets bad. so fucking he's frustrating. Getting, he's gotten bad. I feel like he's had some bad luck with getting banged up and stuff. But Chris Carson was kind of like that yeah. for a while on the Seattle roster. Like they had him in the in the wings for a while, and 
uh, people kept saying, oh, he's going to be good when he starts, when he starts. And then they finally started using him. And he's like a workhorse back now. See, like, okay, here's the thing is they're not making the right adjustment with the way the organization needs to go. It's like, and I'm a big Sealers fan. And I think the Sealers did a good job of this, of remaining competitive throughout Roethlisberger's run. But like in his early days, it was all defense, pound the ball, big offensive line, run the ball. And that's what Seattle was early in, in Russ's days. But now Russ has evolved to the point as a quarterback, and they do have the receivers. But for some reason, they're still trying to run that kind of like that style. And it's like, yeah. dude, just dude, let Russ, dude, seriously, let Russ throw it 40, 50 times a game to those receivers and, and Gerald yep. Everett and use Chris Carson to pound the rock like second half to kill the clock and win games. You know, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully this new, uh, if you're a Seahawks fan, which I am not, I hate the Seahawks, but if I'm betting <laughs> on them, I will. I, if, you know, if this new offensive coordinator is really brought in to cater a system for Russ, hopefully all the people who have been wanting to see Russ get this MVP, it'll finally happen. Yeah. I mean, that's why I have a ticket on him for that. Um, but with Everett, like, I, I, I think that that, that might've been the missing piece that they needed because he, he blocks and I, he'll fit in with their physical inline running game. He'll, and he can flex out to play some receiver. I, I think there's something there. And the thing is, the Rams didn't want to get rid of him. It just mm-hmm. they didn't have the cap room. They like their their backs right. up were against the wall. And they had him and Higby. You can only going to go with one of those guys when it comes down to the salary cap. So, right, yeah. All right. So the next. Uh, so I, I, we're both. Are we both over on ten? Ten wins. Yeah, I'm over on ten wins of them. Yeah, because like you said, okay. dude, they were what twelve and four last year. We're adding an extra yep. game to the schedule, and you know I I think they've made some. I think they made enough moves to stay competitive, if not be better. You know, like, yep. And I think right. every team kind of right. makes moves to get better in the off season. Obviously, they try to, but not always. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, we're gonna have the Rams. I saw them at plus one eighty on the fucking to win the division. I, I, dude, you're gonna say I get less than two to one odds on a Matt Stafford led team to win a division championship? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, no. dude? <laughs> don't touch that don't touch that at that number too much is gonna happen this season there's too many unknowns to take it for those short odds that's a way short number dude like like i would dude arizona at six to one dude because i'll tell you right now when it comes to week 13 all these teams are still going to be in it with each other mm-hmm. and and I would much rather be like, oh, I got them at six to one instead of this guy's at plus one eighty when they're all going to be like a two to one in week thirteen <laughs> or whatever. Like they're all going to be right there around yeah. with each other. And that's the thing with the, with the West is that even when a team is out of it, like the Forty Nine ers were last year, they still come to play every like those division games. Yeah, they're always are competitive. Even when Arizona was bad, they would still give. The Seahawks a run for their money every single game. That Arizona Seahawks game last year were really good, real. And you called yeah. that last year, like in the preseason. You were saying like those games are like gonna be insanely, and they 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 lived up to the hype, man. Um, for Rams or Rams win totals at I have over ten and a half at minus one hundred five, under ten and a half at minus one fifteen. Is that around what you're seeing? Uh yeah, I'm seeing it at even money for the over, but right, yeah, very close to what you're what you're seeing. All right, yeah. So, and I would not, I wouldn't touch it. I would. I mean, I would. I just wouldn't touch this number. I wouldn't bet them over or under. I don't really like the getting. Yeah, I don't like this either way. Picking the under there either. Yeah, I don't like uh, under ten wins because eleven and six seems very doable. McVay's a good coach, and, and yeah. like they have Aaron Donald, dude. 
an Aaron Donald-led defense can put together a seven-week run against any group of teams in the league and make them competitive and put them on on, on a big track. I mean, like, mm-hmm. anytime you have a kind of that kind of dominant defensive player, your defense can just get hot and win you a few games, no matter how bad you're struggling offensively. Trust me, I know this as a longtime Steelers fan, where I saw the Steelers' defense carry them through the Neil O'Donnell years. Yeah. <laughs> but, <Absolutely>. yeah, <laughs> I really wouldn't touch this or the plus 180. Like I said, dude, like, uh, less than two-to-one odds on a Matt Stafford fucking quarterback team to win a division. Jesus Christ, like, that's some pipe-hitting shit right there, man. Like... <laughs> You got to be on the right. hitting the rock, bro. Like to to think that's a good I, one. I feel like it's more about like it's the hype around McVay finally getting a quarterback that he thinks is, I don't know, quality. I guess uh, people have been waiting for him to get you know be coaching somebody that has more talent than Goff. And like I said, yes, Stafford does have more talent than Goff. But that's not saying much. I mean, Goff is pretty much a game manager, and. I just, I'm I'm out on this team as far as uh, because they're so hyped. Um, but as far as like fantasy goes, I wouldn't touch Matt Stafford in no, fantasy either. The guy, I, I, the guy, I, I'm on. He does it. not move. The he fantasy move. guy, I only want the, a quarterback who runs a little bit. Yeah, the guy I'm on for their fan for fantasy for the Rams is Robert Woods. I think yeah. going from Goff to Stafford really helps him because his average depth of target is going to go up. I mean, just. And it's not like it's it's because you could look at the Stafford golf trade as a kind of a lateral move. I kind of think that in a weird way, but at least he can get the ball down the field a little bit more. And so for a receiver like Woods, dude, like his value goes up big time with Stafford. I feel. What do you think about Cooper Cup? If you get him a couple rounds later, or around at least one round, like later. dude, if you could, okay, if you can best ball it where you get both those guys, and like Everett, or I mean, uh, like Higby, kind of late. And mm-hmm. you're just kind of hoping on their weapons, and, and but stay away from Stafford, and then maybe taking uh, what's there, Xavier Jones? Is that the, the the one backup running back that they have right now? That's like, I know Henderson's supposed to be taking yeah. over Acres, but I think Xavier Jones might end up like, you could do a weird stack with like him and Cup, yeah, like like you could do that late in best ball, and that might well end- you can get you can get Jones really late, and I like that because we've never seen Henderson be a featured back. We don't know if he even has that potential. So why yeah. not take? I would rather end up bell cow. If you're thinking that Henderson's for sure got it because Acres is down, I wouldn't think. That, like, I I think Jones is the way better. That's I kind of I'm also on Brian Hill big time for Tennessee because just a Derrick Henry's workload, but he's the only big huge physical runner they behind they have behind Henry on that team. And so, like, mm. dude, he's going to get a workload this year. And you can get him in the last round of every draft. And if Henry yeah. goes down, all of a sudden, you might have an RB1, dude. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, I that's, mean, the, that's the crazy thing about the running back position in fantasy is you you hit on one of those late backups. Yeah, you're you, you've goal. won your league. That's all you need to win a league if you have a half-decent team yeah, around so, it. So I, I've done that with a couple of these guys. Like uh, Ramondre Stevenson from the Patriots is another one of those guys. Because, dude, any guy that's 250 pounds, they're going to try him out around the goal line. Like that, that's that's the thing like dude you get those big guys and even if they're not every down guys there's some potential touchdown upside to them absolutely absolutely all right well yeah okay so jones i like that uh i'll look for him at the end of drafts um 
And any thoughts on Van Jefferson? If uh, if if Cup or Woods goes down, I feel like he has some talent. Yeah, no, they, I mean they got something there. You can get him at the end of drafts too. Yeah, like that's the thing is there's some value. It's like you can get Woods, who I feel you know he's a legit wide receiver one. Um, you know he should be in the top fifteen receivers at the end of the season in fantasy as long as he he's healthy and. Dude, you can get him right now. I think I got him in the fourth round or sixth round or something in mm-hmm. one of my drafts. I'm seeing him go in the fourth. I've seen him go in the fourth round. Yeah. So it's like, I, you know, I I like what I have uh, every time I, I pick him up. Every time I pick him up, I'm like, oh, fuck. I can't believe he was there at that time, you know? <laughs> it's yeah. Like, um, good call. That's a good call. Uh, and I would even take, uh, you know, I'll take another shot in the cup a round or two later is good, too. Yeah. I mean, especially in best a, ball because if one of those guys goes down. Yeah, if Wiz goes down, you definitely have a number one receiver with Cup. You yeah. get him in the fifth or sixth round. Yeah, and you, you, we're all about value over here at the Lux Stops here. You know, when like uh, Ryan uh, last time, yeah. he, last time there was a week one uh, NFL weekend a party out here. Ryan and I went uh, walking around town drinking some beers, and I told him like, "No, we got to go to the little convenience stores, load up on tall cans there, and not pay bar yep. prices everywhere." And see, it's about value when you're doing this stuff. Absolutely, save your money to blow elsewhere. Yeah, don't don't don't, don't buy, blow your don't money on food. Yeah, yeah, blow blow it. your money on the fun th- on the fun things on like the gambling that might pay you back. Strippers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, last up is 49ers. They dude, they're listed highest. I can't fucking like, dude. I I kind of have them finishing last in this division. Just based on the quarterback talent. We don't know what we have from Trey Lance. But we do know what we have from Jimmy G. And we also do know, I mentioned the turf. We do know that their facility leads to a freakish number of injuries. And by the way, I'm tired of people saying they play in the Bay. They play in fucking Santa Clara. That's not like, that's not even San Jose. All right. Yeah, it's no, technically I, 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 Bay Area, but having totally like, agree with you. they I, used to play at Candlestick Park. I remember going to Candlestick Park to see a Giants Braves game the first year the Giants got Barry Bonds, and that was the year like the Braves had like the first year they had Maddox and they had like McGriff and Justice and dude that it was ridiculously cool. Maddox took a perfect game into the sixth inning. It was one of the coolest games I've ever been to in my life. Old Candlestick. And Old Candlestick had charm, and it was in San Francisco. Not this Santa Clara bullshit. They're pra- At least it's in the same state. I will give them that. They're not pulling this <laughs> New York bullshit. But, dude, uh, San Francisco, get it together. Just call yourselves the Santa Clara. In fact, actually, you know what? Go with Santa Carla, the fictional city from the movie Lost Boys. I have fonder memories of that in the 80s than I do of Joe Montana picking my favorite teams apart. <laughs> you know, this is you, you bring up a lot of good points. I was not prepared for this line of thought. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I like, do research into this. I like to think outside the box over here. You know, on the NFC North edition with Mike Burns recently, we just went into a whole thing about how the New York team should just – if they're gonna, they should play in New York, and they should fucking demo Central Park and build an NFL stadium there for the Giants <laughs> and Jets to play. <laughs> I, I'm in total agreement with you. Someone See? who lived in New York for seven and a half years. Yeah, you lived in New York to... for long enough. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. As a former New, as a as a former New Yorker, former yeah. New Yorker, I sign off on this. Oh, uh, 
Okay, so the 49ers are at plus 180, just like the Rams. They're, they have the same exact line to win the division. Uh, their mm-hmm. over-under win total is at 10. It's the same as the Seahawks. That's really interesting to me. And Oh, dude. And there's I'm some seeing weird... them at 10 and a half. I'm okay. seeing them at 10 and a half. I'm seeing them at 10 with weird juice. Over 10 at minus 165. Under 10 at plus 145. Can we get a Bowser alarm here? Woo! Woo! Dude, pound that under 10 at one plus 145. I like that. I see that. I think, like you said, dude, there's a great opportunity for this team to go sideways real quick. They got some tough games early in their schedule. Um, dude, I could easily see them being six and eleven team when all said and done. When you trade, when you trade up that many picks in a year to get a guy who might not be your quarterback right away, like they're playing Russian roulette with their draft capital. Yeah. Well, that's a. I feel like that's a front office that feels pretty safe. With our jobs right now, and yeah, because the they they went they safe. were able to take a shit team, get them to a Super Bowl quickly. Exactly. So I feel like um, I feel like Shanahan is good. They could have another bad season, and everybody's going to keep their jobs and and just hope that Lance is is better in 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 year two and get rid of Garoppolo. But yeah, I I don't I I love this under I. I love some of the value you can get on some of these backup guys in a Shanahan offense. Like if you could get hasty, you get hasty at the very end of drafts and there's a chance that Mostert goes down and Sermon is not right, re- you know, NFL ready yet. And hasty could just vulture all those goal line touchdowns. No, there's a lot of good vulture potential with their team fantasy wise. Like everybody's so high on George Kittle, but when you look at him, he only has like 14 career touchdowns in his four years. He- even putting up good t- fantasy numbers, but the touchdowns on there. Yeah. And tight end is pretty much a touchdown. Even though he's a high-volume tight end, you need t- t- touchdowns from tight ends to make them fantasy, re- like, to really make them fantasy beats. That's why Travis Kelsey is a top-five pick in almost every fucking draft. But, like, dude, um, re- another guy I, I really like fantasy-wise on this on, for the 49ers is Debo Samuel. Because I think he can re- legit be a number-one target share guy on that offense, especially with the, there's another George Kittle injury. And you can get him in like the ninth round, like some of the. Like yeah, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I mean, the biggest question is quarterback play, right? I mean, that's yeah, yeah. really the question with these wide receivers, and that's why I'm avoiding Kittle as high as he is, and as talented as he is. And I love George Kittle. I mean, I drafted him. In, yeah, I like uh, Iowa tight ends, man. They bring the fucking blue collar, lunch pail, fucking hard hat mentality. I like that, dude. But I am 100 percent on. You know, I I feel. Like if you're going to go with a high, one of these, you know, high tier tight ends, I would definitely, I'm, I'm on board with Kelsey. I'm on board with Waller. Yeah. Those are the two. They're they're above and beyond everybody else. Unless Kittle like magically falls to me in a round where I feel like it's a good value. I'm staying away from him. And I'm for like taking a tight end, like a tight end early. I'm okay with that. Uh, but I would much rather, rather than Kittle, I would much rather get Mark Andrews. I was just going to say that same like in the exact fifth thing. or sixth round. Yeah, if I George Kittle like, in the second I think he's round, have a bounce back here. Yeah, George Kittle in the second round versus Mark Andrews in like the fifth round, or even the four, yeah. I take Mark Andrews in the fourth round over George Kittle in the second round. You know, kind of thing. But there's yeah. also becomes that point in the third round where Kittle's sitting there, and you're like, oh, that looks pretty good. But I'll, I'll give Shane. Yeah, I mean. I'll give Shanahan credit though, where he's one of the few off quarter co- like coordinators and like slash coaches that like 
legit uses a fullback creatively. And we, we haven't seen that done in a long time. And I really, I really like the way they use Kyle Juzic. Um, he, that, he's just a fun mm-hmm. guy to root for, but it's like, there's no fantasy value to him. <laughs> like, it's like, it's literally just kind of a nostalgia thing where it's like, oh yeah, when I was a kid, they used to have guys like this on every team. <laughs> Sometimes just for fun, I'll put together a DraftKings lineup of all white players. Oh, not no. for like any kind of a statement, but I'll throw him in as a, not as a running back. Not as a part of your – not to oppress your capital insurrectionist friends. <laughs> <laughs> just to see if I could do it and win any money. More just like as a challenge to me and not any kind of uh, – St- political statement um and every once in a while you know he'll score a touchdown and uh it'd be totally worth the whatever like very very low like the minimum uh DraftKings salary you'll pay for him but hey don't you find this really interesting though that the 49ers win total is the same as the seahawks but their division line is the same as the rams well that's what i'm and i'm on my book, I'm seeing their win total the same as the Rams at ten and a half. So okay. I don't know. I, I, I've, I was gonna. They must be the biggest. Well, you probably have to shop around if you really want to bet their their win total, which I wouldn't suggest because I could see it really going either way. Um, I would. My Circa would, Sports I, account. I would shop I'd shop around that number. Yeah. Now I talk about the Circa a lot on this show, and I love the Circa, and I, they're they're great, and they gave me a free T-shirt for signing up for the sportsbook account. But I'll tell you what, dude. It's been freezing up on me, and on that account, I have a bunch of fucking. I did a bunch of alternative line win total bets on the 49ers. Where I do, oh yeah, and I can't, I can't, I, I'm trying to pull it up right now because it was at ten and a half for them on there originally. So at ten and a half, so I took the under ten and a half, I like the regular odds, but then I also took under nine and a half and under eight and a half, and under eight and a half, I think I got like plus two eighty on that, dude. <laughs> which wow. dude like. I mean, in eight nine seasons, very possible there, and that's a nice payout on that, dude. Like, I think it was like it might have been plus sure. two sixty, might have been plus two sixty actually, might not have been that high, but dude, it was some pretty good odds for that. And like, I don't know, I I think this is the year, dude, to fade the Forty ers I think, that, dude, I think in the first few weeks, especially the, the the if these win totals and these odds are all like pointing to them being kind of a favorite early on in the season for a few weeks mm-hmm. dude there's good money to be made fading them or even if they're not a favorite because i think they're gonna be there's gonna be a lot of games where they might be plus four when they should be plus seven you know stuff like that like absolutely i, I think early on i'm i'm fading them early on i totally agree with you it could come back to bite me in the ass because i do think that shanahan is a good quarterback and, and lance could be the real deal yeah um but i have a feeling that Grappolo, I feel like Grappolo. I feel not, like they're a year or two start. away. He's going to start, and he's going. Grappolo's going to start the first few games. He's also the type of player that he's going to get in his head about them drafting yeah. Lance. Well, and like, let's not forget, this is a team that did go to a Super Bowl two years ago, but they went to a Super Bowl with their quarterback throwing eight times in the conference championship game. Granted, mm-hmm. the running game was working very well there, and dude, there's no reason to go away from that in the defense. Like that's what got him there. But dude, there's like, absolutely yeah. man, like, yeah, I I wouldn't be fucking trying to hang, like expecting this team to hang big numbers for you when that's the kind of offense the coach is willing to go to anytime it matters. Like, like, dude, in that offense, dude, they will run it on third and eight quite often. <laughs> like, that's yeah, 
<laughs> you know, like there's I think here's here's the move here's the move for the 49ers for your listeners. Fade the 49ers and and then memorize Scott's rant about Santa Clara and the next time you're watching a 49ers game with your friends just go off on Santa Clara and how much they suck and how they don't really play in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean that works. Like I'm totally okay uh, with people using my material. Like, if you ever hear me say anything funny or clever on here, pass it off to your friends as your own, by all means. Or, or if your <laughs> friends are really cool, you could tell them about the show. Maybe they'll start listening too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. After you take credit, after you take credit for the funny stuff. Then tell them about the show later. Yeah, I mean, like, hey, actually, I got that stuff from this show. But, but yeah, dude, like, uh, I don't know, man. And the, with these Coach of the Year props, I, I keep looking at it. It's like, some of these guys, it's like Shanahan. Dude, he's already kind of had his moment in the sun for that year, two years ago. There's no, even mm. if he has a, he, they have a huge bounce back year, he's not getting it. Like, same with McVay. Like, they've always, they like, McVay did win it with the Rams that one year or whatever. But it's like, they've already kind of had their their moment as the darling boy and it's gonna be someone new this year like so yeah i that yeah but, but 49ers alternate win totals like dude i would pound them down to even like i mean i would have played it too heavy and i would also be playing it with these other ones but like if you can find a one that'll offer you like under seven and a half at like plus 350 plus 375 fucking pull the trigger on that dude like because there's like <laughs> there's a real real possibility this we're looking at a four and 13 team here where the mm. non-contact injuries from the bad turf hit, hit there's inconsistent quarterback play and controversy and they don't quite sort out the running back committee like there, there's a strong possibility that that plays out just like that and in that case uh if that's the way the season plays out which that's why I'm so high on Debo Samuel because if they're going to be behind a lot and they're going to be throwing, that's going to become a fucking great pick. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and since you're talking about like coach of the year, we could also just briefly mention uh, comeback player of the year odds, which I was just looking at. And since we're talking about San Francisco, any thoughts on Kittle at ten to one or Bosa at twelve to one for comeback player of the year? Uh, I like Bosa at 12 to win way more than Kittle at 10 to one. Cause we look at the history of comeback player of the year. It's usually a guy that gets like a double digit sack season or a quarterback or a running back coming off a big mm-hmm. injury. Yeah. Well, uh, in, in that vein, then can I also just throw out Chandler Jones at 25 to one for comeback player of the year. I think he oh, could have a dude. big season, you know, with That's Watt, a Watt taking player. a lot of yeah, yeah. I was just say, like, dude, yeah, because Watt he, takes a lot of focus from the offensive line, and also Marcus Golden well, getting better take a lot of focus from the offensive well, line. Jones could have a blow up year. Chandler Jones was the guy that you had to double team before. Now you can't, yeah. you, you cannot double team him. You got to double team Watt, and yeah, dude, like that's a. No, that's a really sneaky one at twenty five to one. That's like I feel like the same like that's like the, my Mike Zimmer twenty five to one for coach of the year, where it's like, okay, look at the landscape of their division. Like the Bears are nothing right now. The Lions are awful. Like there's a there's a there's a yeah they got an unthrown dethroned Aaron Rodgers, but it's like there's controversy there. The things mm. things aren't perfect over there in Green Bay. Like. There's a real no, lane. Far from. There's a real lane for the Vikings to win that division this year. And if so, Mike Zimmer is probably coach of the year. Like, Yeah, absolutely. 
I mean, there's a good, there's a strong possibility of that for sure. And they have the talent to do it. They definitely do. Um, yeah, man. Wow. Like it's, it's funny though, when you start looking at this stuff, like in like the grand, like, uh, cause like that's what I like about these early season preview shows is we're looking, we're taking a macro view of the season. You know, when the season starts, now, then all of a sudden, just focus, everybody's just, like, obsessed week to week. But right now, we get to look at it a whole, and, uh, okay, so I got uh, I got a little fun game we're going to play here before we, we uh, head out. I enjoy I enjoy fun games. So, I, I already did one of these with Burns, but um, one of my local casinos, uh, the South Point, um, you're familiar with the South Point. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, the Rampart is actually one of their locations that's closer to me. And I grabbed a sack of their $5 week one parlay cards. And it's a guaranteed $25,000 okay. prize for the, whoever picks the best one. So I'm buying five of these and I'm going to be doing these with the people, the guests on some of these previews. And so you and I are going to do one. And if we win it, we're going to pick one together and we win it. We split, we're going to split the fucking guaranteed 25 gate. Could be a, you know, awesome. the, the prize pot could get up to like a hundred K. So who knows? Like, but there's, awesome. there's no point spreads at all. We're just picking okay. the week one winners. The, the Thursday night game is not included, which that sucks because week one NFL, my lock is Tampa over Dallas at minus six and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're, not the, you're not the only one. I've heard other people say that. Yeah. yeah. And like, like that, dude, that's like one of the easiest bets on the board for week one. Unfortunately, that's not on this card. So um, I do have money on that already. But uh, and I'll probably put more as we get closer to kickoff. But first one they have on here is my Steelers going into Buffalo to take on the Bills. As much as I love my Steelers, I got them losing that one. I think the Bills are, especially with fans in Buffalo, come like, dude, they're going to be jacked week one. Bills Mafia are going to be out in force. They're gonna, there's going to be so many folding tables broken. I mean, we should, we should totally uh, just fold what we're doing. Buy a bunch of folding tables, move to the Bills this season, Bill, move to Buffalo this season and just make a million dollars. Just sell, tables. just become fully, like, dude, that'd be like, uh, what's that, uh, Barry, the Richard Dreyfus movie, uh, Tin Man, the aluminum siding salesman. We're just, we're, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we're, we're folding table salesmen. <laughs> Nobody steal that idea. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you guys, that's our idea. Um, okay, so the next one is the New York Jets, or should I say the New Jersey Jets, are going in. The Hoboken Jets are going in <laughs> to, to Charlotte to play the Carolina Panthers. Um, I like, I'm leaving Panthers here because I think this is an amazing revenge spot for Sam Darnold. Yeah, that's a good call. I I would definitely say Carolina because I feel like it's kind of a coin flip. So take the home team with both of their rosters. Why don't I take the home team? Yeah, and I think like Sam Darnold, Robbie Anderson, they they, they had some. Uh, they played together with the Jets, if I'm not mistaken, a couple years ago. Um, they might have. I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember. They might have. They might have ships crossing in the night. If I, but uh. I don't know, dude. Like, hey, in a coin toss game, give me the home team that has Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I agree. They <laughs> have the they have a real. I you know I'm not sure about the Panthers defense, but certainly they have a ton of offensive talent. They got weapons, and dude. we'll see how we'll see how Darnold does. But they they can certainly run all over you with McCaffrey, and they've got a lot of good receivers. Hey, I gotta go grab a beer real quick. Do you want to tell uh, my listeners what you're doing over at the Action Network? Sure. A little plug. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, hello. 
Scott's listeners. I, uh, as you've been listening, this is Ryan McKee, and I do now work over at the Action Network. I'm running their uh, YouTube account. Uh, go give it a subscribe. We got a lot of free gambling picks, a lot of free uh, fantasy football advice from our experts. Also, check out the Fantasy Labs YouTube account, which you can subscribe to for free. If you want to use Fantasy Labs tools, you got to pay, but you can subscribe to the YouTube account for free and get tons and tons of free DFS and fantasy advice as well from the leading experts in the field. So, uh, yeah, I'm producing all those videos. Really having a good time learning a shitload. I never thought that this would be my career path, but really enjoying it. Yeah, you went from working in like late night television to fucking <laughs> like to early morning DJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm living at the beach in uh, North Carolina. Don't ever have to leave my house if I don't want to. I'm just cranking away on the computer, watching a bunch of sports. It's there are worse things that could have happened to me, I suppose. I mean, yeah, that's a good deal. You know, I am planning on going to visit. I'll talk to you off air about this, but uh, I am planning on going to visit North Carolina in the next, like, year or so because Jen's from there, and her sister lives on a golf course out there, and I want to go play it. So, yeah, I'm loving the Wilmington area. I think it's uh, dope so far. I mean, I've only been here a couple months, and I haven't been through a hurricane season yet, but so far, so good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. You're like basically like a grown-up kid from Dawson's Creek, dude. Exactly. <laughs> I walked down the street. Shot that in Wilmington, like, right? That a kid from Dawson's Creek. Yeah. And I say, I know I look like that, but no. <laughs> All right. So next up, we got another barn burner here, dude. Two in a row: Jets, Panthers, and now Jaguars at Texans, dude. Whoa. Oh, can you smell oh all? Can you smell God. all the fecal matter coming off that toilet bowl? Oh, do we know what's up with Watson yet? If he's gonna start, dude, I don't think he plays a game in the NFL. One? I don't think he plays a game in the NFL for at least two more years, dude. Yeah, I think that's true. I guess we gotta go with the. Wow, are we going to pick Trevor Lawrence to win his very first NFL game on the road in the Urban Meyer offense? I I don't know, dude. Um. I like Tyrod Taylor, but this could be one of those fun little zig when everybody else zags. Like like you said, like, are we really going to take the rookie running back? A lot of people aren't thinking that or thinking the same thing. So we take the rookie running back because that could that quarterback hit alone could. Yeah, quarterback, because that hit alone could put us. We could be in the, you know, 25 percent of people yeah. that had that one, that pick. I, I mean, I just the thought of taking the Texans. Right now, with their toilet toilet bowl of a roster and all the problems they're having, I I just couldn't in good faith do it. I have we have to take the Jaguars here, even if it is a a Lawrence, you know, first first start of his career. And not I to mean, mention Urban Meyer, his first shot coaching an NFL game. Or mm-hmm. did you see his his yeah. line about? Um, I'm, I'm going to be doing an AFC South preview with Kramer, but did you see Urban Meyer's line about? Jaguar fans need to show up to the stadium. We shouldn't see so many fans of the other teams here. And, like, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. First off, they play in, like, one of the biggest stadiums outside of Kansas City in the league where they have to put a tarps over most of the seats because they can't, like, it's mm-hmm. just a huge stadium. <laughs> that's why they do Super Bowls there. Cause with a pool in it, Yeah, too. it has a swimming pool in it. <laughs> like, dude, that's how big the stadium <laughs> is. But it's like, hey, bro, you're not at Ohio State or Florida anymore. You want the Jaguar fans to be all Jaguar fans there? Win for 30 years straight. 
like, oh, oh, you don't want to do that. Just win for, just have a winning record for one season and then, and then spout off. Yeah. But like, Jesus Christ. Like, but I know, but like Florida and Ohio state have done nothing but win for God knows how long. I mean, they've had their down years here or there, but it's like, dude, there's a reason why those fans are that fucking loyal, dude. Like, oh dear God. Okay. Um, so yeah, next up your Cardinals going into Tennessee to face the Titans. That's a tough one, dude. That is a that is a tough one. But speaking of zagging where everybody's eggs, I think a lot of people are going to be on just a knee jerk Tennessee. Right yeah, there. with Julio and... Jones and AJ Brown, Tannehill. Um, one thing you know is uh, Arthur Smith, offensive coordinator, no longer there. He's the head coach in Atlanta, right? Now. Which is a lot of the argument why people are saying maybe don't take Derrick Henry as high as you normally would in fantasy drafts um, if he takes a step back. So, sure, there could be a little regression without their offensive coordinator there. I don't know. We're going to need to pick some road teams here. We're going to, and I'm going to, all right, I'm going to say the Cardinals, but saying that I'm a hardcore homer. So you go ahead and uh, you I'm going to circle you, it because like it. on the I think I already took the Titans on the other one I've done on this already. So it's like I, you know, I, I got shares on both now. Uh, I do think go. this is that's kind of a coin flip game, though. I, I really do think that like I think that that might end up being that week week one when we're watching those morning games there uh, or for you, they'll be the afternoon games in North Carolina, but uh, or for mm-hmm. early afternoon games. East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I think that could be like around noon, that opening Sunday. This could be that game where everybody's like, oh, shit, are you watching this, dude? They're going back and forth. Yeah. This is good. Like, I re- like yeah. we're going to see a lot of talent on the wide receiver position, especially on that field in that game. Like, that's that's going to be right. a lot of fun. Um, well, and I think um, Vegas is has it handicapped as a coin flip game as well with, you know, Tennessee's are favored by three, which the home team always gets – Three points. Oh, that means three points. Yeah, I think it's a, a, a you know even in in talent level there. So I I like that. I like that. When most people are definitely going to pick the Titans there. All right. So next one we got the Chargers going into. Uh, it's funny because every it's all all of them just say Bills Steelers, but there's one football team that doesn't have a mascot, and so this is just the Wash FBTM. I think it stands for <laughs> it means a Wash. Full bush turf munchers. Did I get that right? <laughs> yeah, that is their new uh, mascot this year. The wash. The wash. You're one of the, you're one of the. You're one of the few commentators that has gotten that correct. Yeah, the wash full bush turf munchers. Um, they're defending their home field against the Chargers. Now they were the division champs in the NFC East for last year. Um, someone had joke, to come out of the dumpster yeah. fire, but <laughs> slightly charred less than the others. I mean, that's just the only way that was going to happen. Uh, I, here's dude. the thing I'm going to go. My, my knees are here is I like the chargers this season, but them going to the East coast on an early start playing game, Fitz yep. magic. Yeah. Who I just, I wouldn't go against Fitz magic here at home with a new team. I'm with you I on would, that because uh, West take, West Coast teams going the, to the turf munchers. F, West Coast teams going to the East Coast on an early start time is tough. We're already taking one of those with the Cardinals. I don't want to double dip there on this card, so I think we got to. They're go. not going all the way to the East Coast though. They're just going to the to Central ten, to time Na- Nashville. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you got we got to go turf munchers here. Even though I am big on the Chargers too, 
I think Justin Herbert, I already, my AFC West preview with Justin Decker is already up. If you guys want to go back and hear my thoughts on the Chargers. But yeah, I think Justin Herbert's in line for a big year, and they're a lot of fun. They're just a fun team, dude. Like Austin Eckler is a fun fantasy running back this year. Yeah, I, again, <laughs> I'm going to be watching a lot of Chargers this year. I'm going to probably be drafting a lot of Chargers players on my fantasy teams, and I, you know, I, I would say that if this was in uh, quote unquote Los Angeles, I would uh, take the Chargers. Yeah, yeah, for the sure, Chargers. Just that, yeah. But yeah, that but uh, those West Coast teams going to the East for the early start time that that's always a tricky one. Even even week one, you know, when you have all off season and with a new and they have a new coach, new coach, they have a new coach, and his Herbert is still a young player. There's a lot more expectations on him this year. He didn't start the season last year, so uh, he could. Although I think he's going to be really good this season, I could see him floundering in week one. I could see him winning the MVP. But I could still see them being a fucking uh, ten and seventeen when he wins the MVP, or eleven sure. and sixteen. You know, I could okay. see something like that. You know, like that wouldn't surprise me. Um, okay, next up, we got the Eagles going into Atlanta to face the Falcons. Um, Jeez. Now the Falcons um. uh, famously traded Julio Jones to the Titans in this off season. They drafted star uh, tight end, or do you want, really want to call him a tight end, or is he just a uh, matchup nightmare in Kyle Pitts? I'm not big on him in fantasy because he's going way too fucking high. Um, yeah, he's going really high for a rookie tight end. You know there's only one rookie tight end ever to go over 1,000 yards in a season? I did not know that, but I know that rookie tight ends tend to uh, under-impress. Do you know how long it's been since a rookie tight end has gone for 1,000 yards in a season? No, 60, tell me. 60 years. The last guy to do it was Mike Dick. Whoa. <laughs> wow. 1961, dude. How do you like that? And that was really when it was really hard to go over 1,000 Dude, yards he did it on like 54 well. catches. He averaged like 19.7 yards a catch or something like that. It was really, really impressive rookie numbers of Dick. Like, dude, you don't really – we always think of Dick as like the charismatic coach from the Bears and the Saints, but it's like – Dude, he was a baller player. He's in the Hall of Fame as a player for a reason. Like, he was good. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, what, so what, what Falcon, do we back to this game. The, the Bird Bowl? Um, I, mean, I don't know. I feel like I don't know anything about these teams this season other than the player movement. I guess, I mean... I kind of think you got to really have Atlanta. A, a strong, I don't have a strong too. opinion, but I'd go with the Atlanta just because they're the home team. And I agree. They, Their defense is, pr- is the pretty veteran, bad. The veteran key. Exactly. Uh, the defense is pretty bad, but you're like, dude, a veteran QB. And look what we did. Uh, what we saw Arthur Smith do as the coordinator for the Titans with Ryan Tannehill. If he can get that mm-hmm. kind of like not even that level of efficiency, but just a fucking 80 percent of that level of efficiency with Matt Ryan. Holy shit, that's a good good offense, dude. Like they they went out and got Mike Davis at running back. Um, Calvin Ridley's ready to be a, a, a big time receiver. I think that's that's why they traded Julio in addition to the Kyle Pitts draft. It would have been fun to see them run that offense out though, with Ridley, yeah. Jones, and Pitts. It, it would have been fun to see them give that a goal this year. But I understand with the salary cap, you know, you got to make moves, and they need a defense and an offensive line that needs improving. But yeah, I think we got to go Falcons in the. They home tend team. to be Atlanta's one of those teams that tends to be a lot better home team than they do. In the yeah, and they that. also tend to be one of those teams that goes like three and zero almost every year, and then fucking wheels fall mm. off. 
They're, they're always looking decent in September, but who knows? Um, next up, we got the Seahawks going to Indy to take on the Colts. I think Russ throws it down here, dude. Especially with Carson Wentz. Yeah. Like even if Carson Wentz was in there, he doesn't inspire that much confidence in me. No, this I know that we're taking another road team, a West Coast team headed east, but I much rather take the Seahawks there also. Yeah, there's just a clear edge in like, you know, the pedigree of the teams at this point, you know. Um and also uh They don't even have this game up in my book right now is this because of Wentz, right? Yeah, and yeah, 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 for sure. Um and you know the Colts, dude, they looked all right last year. But part of that was that defense had a lot of like I'm not gonna call them lucky plays, but they had a lot of defensive touchdowns last year. And even if you're a fucking turnover making machine, you're not always gonna take them mm-hmm. to the house. And so right. that that I think there's gonna definitely gonna be some regression on the defensive side of the ball for the Colts this year. So yeah, I'm okay with the Seahawks here. Um next up, Vikings at Bengals. This is a tough one too, dude. Oh, well, I mean, you're all about the Vikings. I'm a big Viking the... guy this year, but uh, you know, maybe I should temper my enthusiasm a little with all the stuff I already have going on them. Um... I mean, what I be I am a believer in Burrow. I think that Joe Burrow could come back this season and be uh, a really great player. I think that Mixon can have a bounce back season. Nice. Uh, there, I said this to Burrow. Their wide I'll... receiver talent is deep, very deep. I'll say this to Burns. I said this to Burns when we were doing this card, and I'll say the same thing now. I did not like them taking uh, Jamar Chase, and I know people go, "Oh, but you got to take the receiver from the guy that he played with in college, the quarterback." They needed to go Penny Sewell there. They needed to go with the top offensive lineman in that class. What happened last year to their season? They were looking okay until their quarterback got hurt because they couldn't protect him. They already have. They were already pretty good at receiver. They they should have gone with the best O lineman pass protector in the draft that was available to them in their draft spot and said they took a guy who might end up just being a third receiver, you know? And, and dude, to me, all once you have that young quarterback in place, dude, like you could always find good receivers late dude. that. Those guys come out. It's rare that the big offense, the great offensive linemen come from the late rounds of the draft. It happens, but most of the good O linemen in the league are first, second, third round picks. Like, it's mm-hmm. really rare that you – and they, they should have addressed that early on. Um, but uh, – Week one. Week one. I feel like I'll – I would I would lean towards Cincinnati. Here. Yeah, at home, and especially with Joe Burrow, uh, there's going to be some hype. If he, But is he going to be healthy for week one? Because he still wasn't quite – weren't quite sure he was going to be ready for week he one. He is the third favorite to win bounce back player of the year actually after Barkley and Prescott which is funny how does he win comeback player of the year when he got hurt like halfway through his rookie he, he never what does he have to bounce back from he under, he looked good for half a rookie season but a lot of guys do that I, I feel like there needs to be some criteria for you have to have done something to be able to bounce back <laughs> yeah. I think it's just more that he's a big name big with name, those yeah. SEC fans and the and the books are trying to take advantage of that all right um, next up, we got the, your San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> and I didn't mean that to you, Ryan. I meant that to our audience because it's clear the 49ers yes. fans are going to love I picked, me. I picked it up. They're going to love <laughs> me after this episode, but, uh, they're going into Detroit. Dude, give me Detroit in this one. At, in Detroit, Dan Campbell, ankle biter machine, dude. Like 
Burns is a big Lions fan. He said that he looks like an insurrectionist. Um, I think they plant the flag. Uh, I they might go fucking one and sixteen. Yeah, but I think they come out and win at home week one and like give them some false hope in Detroit. Like I, I that's so perfectly Lions. Dude. Wow, to take the Lions money line right now is plus three twenty five. Dude, woo woo, pound that, pound that. Mad Money with Jim Cramer sell. Get on that one, dude. Get yeah, on that. You can take it. You can take it at seven and a half points. What's Jared's? Go- what's Jared Goff's? I wonder what Jared Goff's record against the spread against the 49ers in his career is. Because that could be something people are way overlooking in that one. Yeah, that's a very good point. I don't know. I I don't know. How I'm to sure. I, you know, I bet you it's pretty right. good because he had winning seasons sure, with the Rams. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. And you know what? You're not uh, one of our experts at the – one of our big NFL professional batters at Action Network uh, took them as the Lions as his favorite underdog for week one. Yeah, I mean, I, dude, I, 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 I feel it, dude. Uh, I, I like the Jamal Williams pickup for them. You know, uh, I, I like the fact that they got moved on from Stafford. The guy never won there. Hey, Jared Goff has won, won at a higher percentage than Matt Stafford in his career. They've brought in a bigger winner. You can say he's a yeah. check, check down Sally, but they brought in right. a guy and who's if, won more games. And if you're going to bet this game, I would go ahead and just take the money line over than taking the points because I could see this game. It's going to either be the Lions win or the 49ers win by, like, 25. Yeah. I, I could see either score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it could go either way. So might as well get the fucking odds and have some fun with it. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, so yeah, we're going. I'm going to circle lions on that one because I think, dude, yeah, that's another zig zig when everyone else zag picks because at plus three twenty five, you know, a lot of people are taking the Niners in this just blindly. And I, yeah, they might be the for the money line that I'm seeing. They might they're the biggest underdog right now for week uh, one. Yeah, dude, that's definitely worth taking. And you know what? Um, I'll go ahead and say it now. Like this could be that game that ruins a lot of suicide pools. Week one. Oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> like this could, and that that always happens in the first couple weeks, right? Yeah, there's always that in the first, always happens, it by week so. three. There's always a big shakeout game. Last year it happened week mm-hmm. one where New Orleans lost, and, and, mm-hmm. and like people were like, "Oh shit!" Um, all right, so next one we got the Browns going into the. Uh, play the Chiefs in Kansas City. I know your wife's a big Browns fan, but uh, dude, you gotta go Chiefs, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of so for my in-laws, there is a lot of uh, you know revenge talk. They feel like that the Browns should have beat Kansas City and gone to the Super Bowl last year. But I agree with you. I'm also taking the Chiefs, especially if I am just taking them on. A straight pick win. A straight pick I might yeah. I might take the Browns plus the points, but definitely not just taking the Browns money line. So go ahead and go with the Chiefs, yeah, for sure. And let's not forget the Chiefs uh retooled their O line this offseason where they brought in Orlando Brown, all pro from the Ravens, dude. Like you give Mahomes a little bit more time, that I mean they could be even better than what we've seen from them the last couple of years, which is scary. Like Sure. Yeah, sure. All right, so we're going Chiefs there. Um, next up, we got the Dolphins at the Patriots. Now, I'll say this. Uh, I did my AFC East pre- preview with Grant Party. That was a fun one. Um, 
And I, the Dolphins and the 49ers, those are the two teams I'm pounding the under alternate ons. I get the Dolphins alternate yeah. one. I got that as low as like minus uh, at se- under seven and a half at like plus two thirty, plus two twenty. Because yeah. it's just like, do you think Tua is a fucking? Do you think Tua is a fucking eight game winner, nine game winner? I mean, he didn't look like that last, last year. season. And what was his excuse? I, was... I don't know the playbook. Not a good excuse yeah. if you're a quarterback. <laughs> I got to say, I'm I'm nervous about Tua, and I want to like him because I drafted him in my dynasty league before oh. last season, and I really am counting on him to have a good season this year, but I, I'm not I don't, I see, here's the thing is, I think a lot of people him. think he's going to bring the rushing upside the way a Murray does or Lamar Jackson does because he did at Alabama, but I, I say this all the time on the show. These Alabama, Clemson, SC, Ohio State quarterbacks, they're surrounded by so many five-star recruits all over the field that, of course, there's open lanes for them to run that are way bigger than everywhere else. And the running looks easier Mm -hmm. for them. Like, Trevor Lawrence is not going to run for the Jaguars the way he did for Clemson because he's not going to have, like, all these guys taking the pressure off him and just having wide-open lanes for him downfield to run on. You know, like, I'm not saying he's not good, but it's like, dude, some of these, like, plays where it's like, he wasn't doing that on athleticism. He's got 10 crazy <laughs> athletes surrounding him making that possible. And, and any, like, reasonable athlete in that spot's going to fucking do crazy shit in that stuff. You know, I don't know. Like, um, but, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm again, I don't know. I'm, I'm fading the Dolphins this year. I, I like, dude, I think football's better when the Dolphins are good. I have a lot of friends that are Dolphins fans. I think they're a fun team to root for. I used to love Marino as a kid. But... And I like Brian Flores as a coach. There's a lot I like about him. I just don't see them winning a lot of games this year with Tua. Like, you know, and and they're another team that had that I'm had, okay. I'm okay in fading them week one. Well, they're another team that lived like by like the Colts that lived and died by the defensive touchdown last year and the special teams touchdown. And we just can't count on that trend to keep continuing. Like what do you think about Newton though? Is he gonna be the starting quarterback? For week one? I don't know. Mac Jones looked all right in that first preseason game. Um, and you know what? I have Damian Harris in my big boy fantasy league. So if Mac Jones is the guy over Cam Newton. That all of a sudden is a much, much better pick. Because I'm getting those goal. I'm vulturing those goal line fucking TDs now. <laughs> instead of the Cam Newton. The, so yeah, I have you're a, just hoping the Patriots I have a selfish really reason. To, to, yeah. yeah, I have a selfish reason to want Mac Jones as a starting quarterback for the Patriots. But either way... Bill Belichick at home against a former assistant. Do we need to go down that yep. road? <laughs> nope. Patriots. Take hey, the Patriots. Just take the fucking Patriots. Don't dude. overthink it. Don't overthink <laughs> Don't, it. Yeah. Um, next up, this is an interesting one, too. Rematch of the 1986 Super Bowl. Um, Broncos and Giants. <sighs> um. I'm seeing. I mean, I'm seeing this on my book as now, uh, Giants. What team one, could possibly so field? There's only one team in this can possibly field a decent quarterback, and that's the Broncos with Teddy Bridgewater. But he might not be a starting quarterback. The best quarterback in this game. Good chance he doesn't start. If we get a Drew Locke Daniel Jones battle, this could be like, dude, this could seriously be watching like a three year old soccer game. Like we're just, it's just, <laughs> it's just it, it's cute, you know. They're in their uniforms. Every, their parents are out there rooting for them, but that's the only people who care. 
Yeah, I I mean, I have no idea who to pick here. I'm All right. Um I don't like either, I don't do like either team this season. Should we do a coin toss? I mean, sure, do a coin toss, but I guess you would want to go with the Giants. Let's just take the home team, team? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Are they really playing at home? The New York team playing in New Jersey? Well, I just had to throw that in there. Playing in Jersey, yeah. Yeah, the New York team's playing at home in New Jersey. That makes a lot of sense. All right. Um, next up, we got Packers at Saints. We got three left here. Uh, I guess that Packers team. I I kind of like the Saints at home. I like that defense. I really like that defense. And Jameis Winston got Lasix, bro. <laughs> Michael Thomas is out, dude. Michael Thomas is going to be out. Alvin Kamara is an absolute beast, though. Sean Payne, I think Sean Payne's a smart enough coach to catch them with their pants down on a couple plays this, in this game. Um, is that enough to overcome Aaron Rodgers with that, that the defense, and, and the home field advantage? I feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to be in fuck you mode again with everybody hating on him for. And he's going that. into it, or and, and we could also put the narrative that he's going into a dome for week one. You know, there's a couple of different ways of looking at this, like. I'm okay on either right. side. I'm okay on either side of this. This is a game I will be staying away from in real life. Come, yeah, <laughs> like, like, oh. the same thing. I think the Packers are just too. If Rodgers is Rodgers, the Packers are too talented on offense to lose the Saints team. But all right, it's a huge question mark. Which is, but I guess I I would take the Packers here, but don't feel strongly about it. Yeah, definitely I, stay away. I'm not betting it. Um. All right. Next up, we got the Bears coming into Los Angeles, both of our former hometowns, and uh, uh, playing the Los Angeles Rams. It's the Sunday night game on NBC. Weird I'm one. Uh, weird. Ram. Weird week one Sunday night game. I gotta say, yeah, you got a lot of choices right. on the schedule here. Like, I think a Steelers Bills game is much better. They were at least both playoff teams last year. There are two two right. four, two division winners from last year that are playing each other. That's a better like, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that as a Steelers homer either. I just think like I, or Chiefs Browns. Yeah. Chiefs Browns. Chiefs Browns is a way better Sunday night game because they played in the playoffs last year. Totally agree with that. I gotta take the Rams here though. Yeah, at home. Oh if yeah, just yeah, picking, yeah. If they're just picking them to win. Yeah, at just home picking them to win time. at home. Yeah, especially with uh, we know what we got with Andy Dalton. Um. He, yeah. Yeah. That that red skin might be getting a lot hotter uh, coming up in the next few weeks if Justin Fields tears. I mean, it up we this. we've got Andy. Here's what's crazy: we've got Andy Dalton starting against Matthew Stafford in prime time. What is this? 2014? I mean, what, <laughs> what year are we? In? <laughs> We're in, dude. This is a. This isn't right, bro. I don't know. They could. They, this is the week. Out of all, dude, Saints Packers would have been a better game too. For prime time, I a hundred times, but a hundred times better. So uh, yeah, NBC. I don't know. They're dropping the ball. Yeah, we got to go Rams there, and then close it out. Monday night game. Baltimore Ravens are coming here to my hometown, Las Vegas, Nevada, to play the Raiders. To play the Oakland Raiders of Los Angeles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 I like. I think I'm thinking Baltimore here. I like them going out and getting Rashad Bateman. Um, Hollywood Brown's not a number one receiver, but he could be a good number no. three, number four receiver with bringing in Bateman and Sammy Watkins. 
And yeah. they have and they have Mark um, Andrews. I, I mean, I don't think I don't think Watkins is the number two receiver. I think that he will end up being the three receiver. I think that uh, Hollywood will end up being the number two receiver. I like I like Hollywood a lot in best ball leagues. I, I expect him to have those huge games, but you're never going to know when to start him. Uh, I like the I I'm with you. I like the Baltimore here. Um, I think the Raver the Raiders will give him a game. Um, but no, I am on some Raiders for uh for both regular like regular season and best ball fantasy. Um, obviously we talked about Darren. Darren Waller is a fucking stud in my big boy draft. He was my first round pick, but in that I also mm-hmm. have Kenyon Drake and I also have um Henry Ruggs, and I think Henry mm-hmm. Ruggs could dude with with defenses keying in on Waller this year and year two because he was a little injured last year. Rugs could really blow up, dude. Like, he, yeah, he could be something special. We could see something huge from him. So, I agree. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, so we both like Ravens here, huh? We both like the Ravens. Yeah. So we got Bills, Panthers, Jaguars, Cardinals, uh, the Washington Furburger, uh, Tummy Boy, Tummy Masters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of trying to say something new every time. Falcons, Seahawks, Bengals, Lions, Chiefs, Patriots, Giants, Packers, Rams, and then the Ravens. And then that five bucks will come out of my pocket. But if we win, we shall share the reward, my friend. I will. If we win, I'll pay you two fifty. Two dollars and fifty cents for the win. You know, I appreciate that. Yep. God damn it! I just spilled a little beer, but I appreciate that because I like to keep my numbers straight. You know. Um, yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, uh, anything else you wanted to plug? Uh, you got to. Get people in on the action now. You let me. You let me plug the action network. That's all I have. I mean, follow me on Twitter at the Ryan McKee. Other than that, action network. Follow, you know, subscribe to the Action Network YouTube channel. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, you know, check out the NBA Gambling Podcast. I'm not hosting it as much as I used to be because uh, I'm not allowed to because of the new contract. But still, a really good show. I am. I do show up there uh, about once a week or once every other week and uh, like legally you're not part of the family but you're still part of the family that's kind of how i am because like technically i'm freelancing over here on my own but technically i'm still got you know i got a i got a couple toes in the water over there so yeah so uh but uh always good to see you man thanks so much for having me love chatting about football with you hell yeah buddy and everybody listening to the show make sure you head over to our Patreon and subscribe for a mere five dollars a month, which is like basically getting me buying me a beer at the bar. You can uh, you'll be getting exclusive access to my Friday Night Light series that I'm doing this football season, where every Friday night I'll be going over all my weekend picks and giving you the exact dollar amount on which games I am betting. Most people don't do that, um, and they just I, go units. They just go units, yeah. And I, I will actually give you some uh, inside baseball uh, stuff on that. And then, of course, follow us on social media, at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Ryan, it was a blast. Um, I'll say goodbye to you off air, but thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And I'll see you all on the next one. I I don't know who the next person I'm recording for what. My schedule's a little crazy right now. But um, at the minimum, I got an ACC preview with NC Nick, Colby Dance Brother, coming up. So that'll be a lot of fun. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye.